Welcome back to Far From Perfect, everyone. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today we are talking about a very timely topic, and that is should you be starting your fat loss phase, also known as your diet, also known as your caloric deficit right now. So this is one of the things that is, um, I guess, really a cornerstone of my coaching and that is to get people to stop dieting all the time in order to actually get the results that they want in the long term so before you actually start your fat loss phase i want you to listen to this podcast and make sure that you check all of the boxes within this criteria so that you can have your most successful fat loss phase ever All right, let's dive right in with this topic of should I be starting a fat loss phase or a diet or a caloric deficit, however you want to phrase it. Now, honestly, before um, I dive in, if you're watching this on YouTube, I know I'm going to get questions about this fleece jacket. So this is free people. And I have another one of these. Like I own another one of these. Brooks picked the other one out. You've probably seen on Instagram. It's yellow and it's blue. This was from my newly rental this time around. Um, I'm going to send it back even though I'm so obsessed with it because I already have one, but I know I was going to get questions real quickly. Not an ad, just uh, a personal testimonial. I don't get any kickbacks from newly, newly rental, N-U-U-L-Y. It's one of those things that really changed my life. <laughs> Not even joking. So what is it? It's a clothing rental subscription. So for $90 a month, you get to pick out like five or six pieces and you wear them for that month and then you send them back. The shipping is all taken care of. You just have to take them to a US uh, UPS, UPS thing. It's prepackaged, pre-labeled and all of that. And there's high, there's really nice stuff. Like I typically am getting free people and anthropology. I found some really great jeans, um, but just a plug, just a plug for that in the show notes. I'll put a link to that. So you guys can check it out. My hairdresser told me about it and I haven't looked back ever since. So especially if you're someone like me who doesn't like to wear the same thing over and over, you end up saving money. And if you buy something, you get it at a discount. So that was my little spiel about Newly. If you're watching this on YouTube and you're like, where'd you get that fleece, Kylie? Now, <clears throat> the topic at hand is, should you be going on a diet? Now, it's January when I record this. And last January, I did an episode ca called Slow and Steady Over Hot and Heavy. Here's why I generally do not think January is the best time to start a fat loss phase for most people. Now, if you are a client of mine or you follow along and you have been periodizing your nutrition, and this is a well thought out methodical part of your process, more power to you, more power to you. If, if you've got the plan in place, it's not for you. If, if this is a knee jerk reaction, if once Halloween hit, then November, December, everything just went bonkers. You lost total control of your schedule, any sort of meal prep and planning. Macros went out the window. It was survival mode. You weren't eating enough and then you were overeating. You were not working out. You were not getting steps. You were drinking more alcohol. You were getting less sleep. Life just was bonkers. And maybe the scale tipped up 
and you're feeling extra fluff, you're feeling tight in your pants, I do not recommend that you go in straight away with the fat loss phase. I would recommend let's first gather ourselves. Let's get some consistency under our belts. And when I say consistency, I'm not talking about tracking your macros every single day perfectly, plus or minus five grams. I'm just saying, let's get back into the, the process of meal planning and meal prepping or using a meal prep service. Let's get our sleep and our nighttime routine dialed back in. Let's introduce vegetables once again. Let's make sure that we're eating protein at each meal. Let's make sure we're getting a serving of healthy fats at each meal. Let's cut back on the alcohol. Let's add the water. Because when you do this, and also let me say, let's make sure we're getting our steps in as well, even though it's colder and darker and the days are shorter, Maybe your step goal is 7,000 a day. Maybe it's 6,000. I don't know, but let's make sure it's not three or it's not five, okay? So once you start getting all of that back in order, I promise you, I promise you, you will feel less bloated. You're going to shed some weight. You're gonna feel better generally overall. You're going to have more energy. And a lot of that fluff that we feel after the holidays it will go away <clears throat> and you don't need to do that by entering into a deficit. So that's my first thing, why I don't recommend jumping right into a diet, a fat loss phase, a deficit right at the beginning of the year in January. Let's just get some solid ground below us. Now, here's other things that I want you to consider before you actually go into that deficit you might be able to guess what I'm going to say first. Number one, have you not been dieting? I recommend you are living at your maintenance level calories for at least six months. And the longer, the better. The longer you can stay in maintenance, I can tell you the more responsive your body will be to that deficit. If you've also been in a maintenance slash a muscle building phase, yes, now would be a great time for you to start a diet pending a few of these other things. And let's talk about what maintenance is. You've probably heard me ranting a lot lately about this 1500 calorie mark. I did not realize how many women are living off of 1500 calories until this past December when I offered a one-time macro calculation for Black Friday. And on the intake form, one of the questions is, if you have been tracking your macros, what numbers have you been trying to hit? And I swear to God, about 20 women told me their macros and the calories totaled up or the macros totaled up to 1,500 calories. And I was like, what is going on? What is the deal with this? And it dawned on me, oh, I know you're getting these macros from MyFitnessPal, right? You're putting in your weight and then you're putting in your goal weight. And then MyFitnessPal is spitting out the, the macros that you need in order to reach that desired outcome. The thing with those macros, though, the thing with that 1500 calories, that is not intended to be your forever macros. That is intended for you to lose that weight. And as we'll discuss in this podcast, you cannot... 
you cannot stay in that deficit forever because it then no longer becomes your deficit because your body adapts, your metabolism adapts to that. So when I say, have you been living in maintenance for at least six months? I mean your true maintenance. I don't mean 1,500 calories. I honestly don't mean 1,600 calories. Probably not 1,700 calories. And the reason being is because, especially with the 1,500, if I put you in a 20% deficit, which is what most people need in order to elicit some sort of change from that deficit to see some sort of fat loss, some scale movement, a 20% deficit of that is 1,200 calories. Well, can you do 1,200 calories? Sure, for a short period of time, but it's going to make it really hard. It's going to make it really hard because when we set your protein where it needs to be, there's not a lot of room left for your carbohydrates and your fats. And as a woman, I, I, I can't set your fats lower than 50 grams. Like ideally, I don't want to take them any lower than 60 grams. But if you only had 1,200 calories to play with, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to set them at 60. They probably are going to be closer to 50. And that doesn't give you a lot of carbs to play with either. And also then your body is going to plateau. We don't have anywhere to go. We're not going to have any room to lower your macros anymore. So when I say living at maintenance, I'm saying a true maintenance. If you are an active woman, if you are lifting weights three, four, five times a week, if you are getting steps in, if you're exercising, you need more than 1,500 calories. And your calories are based on your size. So unless you're five foot like unless you're a really petite woman, it's going to be truly around at least that 2,000 calorie mark. And the more muscle you have, the more calories you're going to need, the taller you are, the more calories you're going to need, the more active you are, the more calories you're going to need. So I know there's a lot of you listening that you're not only lifting weights several times a week, you are also, you're, you're, you're doing your Peloton a couple times or you're going to dance class or you are going to, you're, you're playing tennis and you're playing pickleball and you're doing yoga and you're doing Pilates. And I love all of that. Like I am not trying to take any movement away from you. Just know the more active you are, the more calories you need to support that activity level. So to bring it all back home, <laughs> to paraphrase, when I say living in maintenance, I mean your true maintenance calories. And we probably need to have another episode about like, what is my maintenance what are my maintenance calories? But I can tell you right now, your maintenance calories are not 1,500 and they're more than likely not 1,600 either. Now I want you to think about something. Think about this. I talk a lot about nutrition periodization. You may or, not, may or may not be aware of what that actually is. If you haven't done any of my programs, you're not a member of my monthly community. But essentially, you know, there are phases to your diet you're dieting, you're reverse dieting, you're living in maintenance, maybe you're doing a muscle building phase. That's how you want your year to look. So when we think about that, if we're going to spend max 16-ish weeks in a fat loss phase, hear me out here. So 16 weeks is essentially four months. So if I'm in a fat loss for January, February, March, and April, that means in May, my reverse diet will start. Now, if you like to have extra calories for the summer, if you want to be back in maintenance by summertime, this is a great plan. But if you want to be your leanest in the summertime, you would want to push that fat loss phase back 
just a little bit, okay? Because that means you're going to be reverse dieting. So we did um, January, February, March, April. Reverse diet's going to take a couple months. So May, June, then you could, you'll be back up at maintenance by July all through August. Wash, rinse, and repeat. So that's just something to keep in mind. When do you actually want to be your leanest? When do you want to have more calories to play with? Again, I work with clients all the time who summertime is their jam. They're at the lake. They're going on vacation. They're going to barbecues. They've got travel baseball. They're going out to eat more. They need a little bit more wiggle room for alcohol and things of that nature. So a January fat loss phase might actually work good for you. So long as you have not been dieting for at least the six months prior. And then the second thing is what I already mentioned, like this is not a knee-jerk reaction. We want our fat loss phase to be strategic and well thought out, not uh, oh shit, I lost control of everything and now I need to jump into a deficit. Let's not do that. Let's not, because that just, that all that does is perpetuates yo-yo dieting. I let myself get off track and then I will make up for it by going into a deficit. It never works long term. What we need to do is understand how to live in maintenance, how to live through the holidays, how to live through travel, birthday parties, live through life while maintaining our weight. Again, conversation for another day. The third thing, make sure your hormones are happy. And how do you know? You can know this without doing any sort of testing, right? By looking at your biofeedback. So what is biofeedback? How are you sleeping? Are you waking up rested in the morning? What are your hunger levels like? Are you hungry first thing in the morning? And not a, maybe not first thing in the morning, but are you hungry in the morning? Are you always starving? What is your cycle like? Is your cycle all over the place? What about, um, are you currently maintaining your weight? Because if you're rapidly gaining weight or you're rapidly losing weight, that's a sign that something might be off. So start to tune in to your body and how it's feeling. How is your digestion? Are you going to the bathroom every single day? And when I say that, I mean, are you pooping every single day? Because yes, for fat loss, a caloric deficit is must needed, most needed. You have to be in a caloric deficit in order to lose fat. However, if we put you in a caloric deficit and your hormones are not happy, you're not going to re release that weight. And it's just so frustrating. I've been there, right? I'm sure a lot of you have been there. And the, 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 the fourth thing that I'll mention is the gut health. So you could be in a caloric deficit, but your hormones are not where they need to be. Your thyroid isn't where it needs to be and your gut health isn't where it needs to be. So that deficit doesn't do anything. And then you waste your time. So make sure like you need to take your body in for that checkup. What's going on? Assess the situation. And you can, you can do the gut testing. Like Coach Lisa, she now has a gut testing protocol that she can put you through. You can do the GI map. You can work with a functional medicine practitioner. But you'll know, like you you know when your gut is off. You're feeling bloaty. Like if your gas is extra stinky, if you feel like, like you're just not digesting your food. Because if your gut isn't where it needs to be, you could be hitting your macros until you're blue in the face, but your body's not digesting the food in a way that's beneficial. It's not getting all the nutrients that it needs from the food. So there you are stuck 
once again, you're crossing your T's and dotting your I's with your macros, but nothing's changing. And then you get super frustrated. You want to slash your calories even more. You want to add more cardio in when all it is, is like your thyroid's too low, your, your, your uh, gut is a mess, and you need to go through some sort of gut healing protocol before you can focus on weight loss. So we really do have to prepare our bodies for a fat loss phase. Why? Because a healthy body is a responsive body. And so when you go in that deficit and you are actually compliant with your macros and nothing is happening, that's a sign. That's a sign that something is off. Now, the whole compliance thing is really tricky because it's so easy to pull yourself out of a caloric deficit, right? If you are not tracking every single bite, taste, and lick, you know, 600, 1600 calories might be your deficit. And if you're not tracking bite, taste, and licks, and it's putting you up to 1700, you're no longer in that deficit. And so now you're just maintaining your weight. So the compliance thing is really, really tricky. But if you know, you're like, Kylie, I'm weighing everything. I'm not snacking. I'm not grabbing for this. I'm not eating food off my kids' plates. Why am I not losing weight? I'm doing everything. I'm resting. I'm sleeping. Check in with the gut health. Check in with the hormones because there is nothing more frustrating. Trust me, I have been there. So I don't want to ever get back there. Again, it's bound to happen though. But definitely make sure hormones are happy, gut is happy, digestion is good. Really important. <clears throat> we talk a lot about strategery, <laughs> right? I know that's not a word. Um, but being strategic with fat loss, you really do need to look at your year. And while there is no perfect ideal time where you're going to enter a fat loss phase and you will not have any stress in your life, sometimes are better than others. So if you are an accountant, a CPA, I would not recommend being in a fat loss phase in April, right? That is your busiest time of year. If you, I also don't normally recommend a fat loss phase, October, November, December. There's more treats. There's more social events. The days are shorter. <laughs> gets darker, it's cold, you're not wearing, well, that's a different point. But look at your calendar. When do you really have as much control as possible? A lot of you are going to travel for work every single week, regardless of what time of year it is. And we're going to have to learn how to navigate that. But if you know you've got vacations and birthdays and a holiday in that three-month chunk, and you're going to have to learn how to navigate that, maybe we pick another time. So what I have found, I'm not telling anyone when to do their fat loss phase because all of our lives are different. I personally think that like March, April, May timeframe is really good or May, June, July, also really good depending on what you like in your summertime. If you need more calories in your summer, don't wait till um, May, June, till May, maybe start at March, April, okay? But really take a look and see what's my stress going to be like over these next 16 weeks? Is this going to be a manageable thing or is this caloric deficit going to tip my stress bucket over to where I am now out of equilibrium? My stress is impossible to 
manage. Because remember that caloric deficit is another stressor. And if we're not managing our stress, we're also not going to be able to release that weight. So really think about this as you're planning out your year. And you want to know what else I love about this? And I see it in our monthly community. When you know, you know, okay, for these three months, this is my chance for fat loss this year. It increases your compliance. And there are some times when we have to make sacrifices in fat loss, right? But it makes those sacrifices a little bit easier because you understand, number one, I chose this. Fat loss is always a choice. So we don't get to complain that we can only have one cocktail when we go to happy hour with our girlfriends. We don't get to complain that we can't have dessert at the family dinner or whatever, because we chose this. And yes, you can work those things in. I'm just want, trying to make a point. It's a three-month time frame to where you have to be a little bit more buttoned up. And when you know that, you've got these three months, this is your one shot this year, you're more likely to stick with it because it's a relatively short time period, right? It might feel a little bit longer. You put a diet break in there and that will extend it just a little bit more. You don't know what a diet break is, sign up for one of my programs. But really look at your year and let it be a strategic thing. Another reason you would not want to start a fat loss phase is if you are training, let's say for a marathon, an Ironman, powerlifting meet, any sort of athletic endeavor, those require extra calories for the training. So if you put yourself in a fat loss phase and you are starting to do more training, that's your, your performance is going to sacrifice. So I'm assuming if you're training for that thing, you want to perform well, you need your nutrition to match that goal of whatever athletic endeavor you have for yourself. Remember, training for a marathon and eating in a deficit is not a way to lose weight. That's a great recipe for gaining weight, getting injured, not having a good training session, not having a good time actually running that marathon. Save your fat loss phase for when your marathon training is over. And with the powerlifting, you know, that's a weight class sport. You, you might have to do a cut right before your meet, but you're not going to be in a cut while you're training for that powerlifting meet. And then finally, <clears throat> this is a big one. Right? You understand, and this is, this is something that probably won't happen overnight. Understand that you have zero control over how your body is going to respond to this caloric deficit, to this fat loss phase. So in my coaching, we talk about something, we talk about outcome goals versus behavior goals. And goals in general, right? The outcome, that just gives us, that just informs our direction. Okay, I've got this fat loss goal right here. What daily actions do I need to take in order to move in the right direction? We don't have control over the outcome. All we have control over are those daily actions and our mindset. So release all expectations. Because honestly, that scenario that I just talked about a moment ago, that's what happens. It happens to me. There's pressure when we put ourselves in fat loss. We expect to lose weight. We expect to see that scale move in one week. And if it's not moving by week number two, we're like, whoa, what's going on? 
And so what do we do? If you're not working with a coach, I know exactly what you do. You drop your calories even more and you start to add in cardio. That might not be the right thing to do. Maybe the scale is moving. There's a threshold. There's a change threshold. Like James Clear talks about this in Atomic Habits. It takes like 17 years for a piece of bamboo to a bamboo plant to shoot up out of the ground. Just because you can't see it working doesn't mean it's not working. When you boil a pot of water, it's getting hotter and hotter degree by degree, but you don't see the bubbles until it reaches the boiling point. That doesn't mean the water's not getting hotter. It just hasn't reached that, that change threshold. So you have to, number one, be patient. Number two, keep doing the things even when you don't see the results. And number three, release all expectations. Because to me, I can only speak to my experience, that added pressure of having the expectations of being in fat loss stresses me way out. And then when I don't see my body respond, I'm like, what do I do now? So you have to mentally be in this place. It's a very mature place to be in. Understand slow and steady. And also this is why pictures are so powerful. I love the scale. I love the scale as a point of data, but it doesn't tell the whole story. So Take a measurement, just your waist measurement, because I bet that waist measurement is going to go down in your fat loss phase. I also bet that your pictures are going to tell a bigger story. So this is this is how these are all the questions you need to ask yourself before you jump in to that fat loss phase. Have you been living in a maintenance? Have you not been dieting? Is this a well thought out um, period? Or is this a knee-jerk reaction to allowing yourself to just go off the rails? Are your hormones happy? Is your gut healthy? How is your biofeedback? What about stress? What's life going to look like over the next 16 weeks? Are you training for anything in particular? And then can I allow myself to release all expectations? So there you have it. If you check all the boxes, go for it. That's like today in, in our monthly community, a couple of people chimed in. They're like, okay, I'm wrapping up this month and I'm going to start a fat loss phase in February. I mean, I am rooting for these people. I want to be very clear. I am not anti-fat loss. I am anti-yo-yo dieting. I am anti-using a caloric deficit as a means to solve all our problems, right? It's like having a baby when your uh, marriage is on the rocks. It's not the thing that's going to fix it. A diet is not going to freaking fix your life. <laughs> there's other things that are going to fix your life. So understand that. Make sure you're doing the deep work because also the diet's not going to fix your life. And also neither is that body that you want. Even when you get it, if you don't fix what's going on in your head, when you get there, you're still not going to be happy. Or once you get there, you're not going to be able to keep it. So this is why we say, you can see right there, trust the process. You have to fall in love with the process. You have to fall in love with taking care of yourself, with saying no to alcohol, with eating vegetables, with doing stupid meal prep, right? You guys know how much I hate meal prep. I literally hate it so much. And I don't even really do it. I hate cooking dinner. But we do these things because I know 
it's it's what's best in the long run. So keep your eyes on that long-term delayed gratification and go forth and reach your goals. You guys, thanks for tuning again, tuning in again today. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. As always, thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. And remember, I am not anti-diet. I want you to reach your fat loss goals. I just want you to make sure that you are doing it in the right way. Now, follow-up things. If you would like to support the podcast in other ways besides just listening to it, remember to share it with a friend. I feel like a lot of people could benefit from hearing this one. And then also check out all the brands that I am aligned with Am and are an affiliate for. So you hear me talk all the time about Outwork Nutrition Supplements, Glow Pro Self Tanner, of course, my tried and true beauty counter, personal care and makeup products, and then Element, staying hydrated all winter long. And since I talked about my newly rental box, I put a coupon in the show notes for $20 off your first rental. Just check out the show notes for that link. Um, I'll also be sending this out in an email, so it'll be easy to use all of those links. Thanks for being here. And until next time, talk to you soon.